Welcome to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series, where some of our company's most innovative and engaging leaders share their thoughts about leadership, career development, our company, and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Lead. I'm your host, Paula Angelo, and I head internal and CEO communications at the Hartford. Our guest today is none other than the Hartford's chairman and CEO, Chris Swift. Chris, thanks so much for joining the lead today. We are thrilled to have you. I've heard you several times recently describe the Hartford as a technology forward organization. Talk about what that means and how the approach that we're taking to technology will help the Hartford compete. Well, at the heart of any any business today is is technology broadly defined? And you know, when I when I think of technology, I think it is a great enabler you know, to our business strategies and you know, what we're trying to do for for our customers. But I, I think when we talk about technology forward, I don't consider ourselves a technology company. I consider ours a data company, and data and its associated data science and how we develop models and insights, and then more with natural language, you know, processing these days than, than ever. I mean, those will produce sustainable competitive advantages. And I think we're ahead. You know, we're ahead in, in sort of that mindset, but we got to keep pushing ourselves to, you know, to, to think differently. And again, at the heart of it is I think data will ultimately differentiate us from a customer experience side, from an underwriting excellence side, from a claims outcome side, from a speed and accuracy you know, side, and ultimately a, a long-term efficiency side and, and really meeting you know, the modern customer expectations. I know the, the leadership team feels the, the same way I do as far as, you know, how do we how do we fund as many investments in technology, data science, AI as, as possible going forward? How do we bring all our applications and data to the cloud over the next five years? So we're funding, you know, that. And sort of that's been at the heart of a lot of things that we've talked about here over the years, Paula. It's a continuous improvement mindset. Everyone has a role and responsibility to continually get better, and we're providing ultimately the capital to do that in these major, major project areas. So let's talk a little bit more about sustainability, which has been a thread throughout our conversation. The Hartford recently published our annual sustainability highlight report. We also recently held our first company-wide all-employee sustainability forum. I want to dive a little bit more deeply into sustainability and specifically how we're thinking about sustainability now as a company. How has it evolved and where are we now? You know, what I would share with you, Paula, is, you know, sustainability is a thematic, you know, that touches upon, I think, three major components of an organization and any particularly high quality organization. And maybe one is is easy, but particularly for a public company, I mean, to have strong governance with a high functioning board of directors you know, that provides guidance to management, provides input, challenges, you know, management's, you know, thinking on behalf of, of the shareholder. And then all the associated governance matters that that fall into the board's you know, responsibility, I think, is is terribly important. And in fact, we've made sustainability a board governance practice. 
But there's a lot of, you know, again, regulations and, and rules that need to be followed from a public company's perspective. And we need to make sure all those rules, you know, whether it be regulatory, whether they be ethical, you know, whether they be, you know, other aspects of being a, a good citizen, that we need to ensure we do it. Yeah, the other spectrum is everything that is being discussed today with the environment. No doubt our economy and the world economy is going to go through an energy transition and how we do that thoughtfully and how we support that, I think, is, uh, is vitally important. There's two aspects of how we think about it is, you know, what do we want to invest in you know, that can contribute to transitioning to a, a carbon-free you know, energy source? But on the other hand, how do we continue to provide product and services to the traditional industries that need to be part of you know, that transition? Uh, we need to be much more thoughtful and prudent over a longer period of time in, in adapting and in creating the, in the investments needed to create new, uh, new energy sources. So that's how we approach it. That's how we've been thinking about it. And as a nation and, and a globe, you know, spend trillions and trillions of dollars in developing, you know, new products, new sources of energy. And we want to be part of providing the insurance solutions to that energy transition, which I think makes sense from our shareholder perspective. And then lastly, uh, again, a major part of our sustainability is our diversity, equity, inclusion efforts, which really speaks to who we are and our character of wanting to be an inclusive, diverse organization where Everyone is welcome. All voices are welcome to, to be heard. And that's just not laudable. I mean, it makes good business sense. You know, having different perspectives around the table and to challenge or provide different insights, I, I think is important for a healthy functioning organization if you want to continue to be innovative and, and thoughtful and creative over the long term. So um, I think our approach to sustainability is practical, business orientated that is, I think, stakeholder friendly. And you speak a lot to uh, early career professionals. How would you say the conversation that you have with them about some of our sustainability initiatives really resonates? My point of view, based on dialogue and feedback, is you know, the next generation, those people that are entering the workforce or have been in the workforce 10 or so years, really value and understand sustainability as, as we describe it thematically, and more importantly, support it wholeheartedly. Let's take a short break. When we return, more from Chris Swift. Hey, Hartford employees, make sure to visit iConnect, where you'll find all the latest news on our business wins, well-being tips, benefit updates, upcoming company events, and so much more. But if you can't see it daily, be sure to read iConnect Week in Review every Friday morning. That's where you can get caught up on what you missed. We now return to The Lead, the Harford's Executive Podcast Series. Welcome back. We're talking with Chris Swift, the Hartford's Chairman and CEO. So let's shift our focus now and talk about building a sustainable career. You're approaching a decade as CEO, which according to a 2023 Harvard study is nearly twice the median CEO tenure across Fortune 500 companies. So what's the secret to your success? Well, I don't know where 10 years went, but uh, we sure had a lot of fun and 
have uh, built something that uh, I think will be very durable and sustainable. At the end of the day, it's it's people, right? It's building a team, you know, creating that alignment, that trust, that respect, the skills. You know, one person does not have all the skills, you know, to run the Hartford. Uh, and it's how you tap into those skills to, to make, you know, good decisions uh, at the appropriate times. So I, I think uh, we've been fortunate, you know, here at the Hartford to have talent that's uh, committed, that is expert in their fields, has that shared and common purpose. And we got a leadership team that is very like-minded and uh, wants the organization to win, is, is competitive and is really teaching and mentoring and, you know, coaching the, the next generation. So, you know, at the end of the day, Paul, it's, it's about the talent and how you motivate it and uh, ultimately how you respect it and how you, you let it uh, ultimately create uh, organic goodness, uh, whether it be in, in products, breakthroughs, technology. You have to allow people to explore what's, what's possible in a safe way. I think when you do that, you'll have uh, great breakthroughs. So outside the Hartford, you wear many different hats. Your husband, your son, father, now a grandfather and a dog dad. So thinking across the spectrum of, of these roles, how have some of these life experiences outside the Hartford shaped your mindset on the job? I would say, you know, look, after 40 years, and, and, and maybe things move in sort of 10-year chunks or... or 10-year time period. But, you know, your first 10 years, I mean, you're just trying to learn, right? You know, learn how the real world works, you know, learn a, a, a new industry, you know, learn your job and the skills that were required. I mean, you're really focused in on sort of yourself and making sure you're doing everything you need to do to, to do your job. And then you sort of then migrate up to, you know, managing teams, smaller teams and uh, and then coaching and, and providing feedback, and then to leadership, uh, maybe the, you know, the next decade, and then you know, sort of in, in the twilight, I mean, you're trying to make sure the organization's ready for what's next. I think it's you know, very similar on, on some of those different hats, particularly the home life hat. Last time I checked, there's not a manual of how to be a parent or how to be a father or a mother. Yeah, a lot of it is, I mean, you got to go through it and experience it and, and, and learn it yourself. And they sort of, you know, have that, you know, learning mindset of, you know, what, what does it need to be? But then as your family gets older, you know, again, coaching, teaching, protecting, you know, becomes uh, important. And then, again, as they get even older, you know, allowing them to, to figure out a career path that would suit them and make them happy and engaged every day and be contributory society. And then you're sort of at the twilight of, of that and you figure out what's next. <laughs> and um, I think that's where Mary and I are right now. You know, uh, we're trying to figure out what's next. And uh, I always say first, you know, I, I got a lot of energy to continue to do what I'm doing here, but all the kids are gone. You know, we're on our third dog now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're trying to figure out what's what's next. But What's next will always involve, you know, for us, some type of give back, you know, give back to society, to communities in some way, shape or form. So that's always been important to us, but it's always important to find sort of a passion of what's next also. So 
Throughout this conversation, it feels like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about people and relationships and a lot of what you're talking about when it comes to people is really friendships and <laughs> how friendship really has stood out as a fundamental element of your approach to leadership. So I guess, is is that a fair way of characterizing sort of how you approach your interaction with people? And, and I think particularly as you think about the friendships that you've developed on the job, what advice would you give to early career professionals when it comes to building their own professional relationships? I think I've always viewed friendships, relationships as important, you know, Im important to, you know, have healthy, you know, relationships that, you know, again, can share different, you know, perspectives, uh, you know, with you to, you know, really value those that are around you and trust, you know, those that, that are around you. And then, you know, again, from a, a doing business side, you know, I, I wouldn't call them friendships because, you know, we don't vacation together. We don't right. you know, come over for you know, Saturday night dinners you know, too often. But, you know, again, those, those relationships that, you know, you could trust and count on that they're they're aligned you know, with the company's best interest they might be aligned with sort of your best you know, interest as a as a professional. So I, f I find it important and terribly satisfying to, to have you know good close relationships that you know you can really trust people in, in different areas whether again be in our business you know, whether it be other technical aspects of our business you know legal financial investment banking capital markets uh, you know to have relationships in those areas that you don't interact every day that you could call if you got a question I think is uh, you know, terribly important for um, successful outcomes. And yeah, if you could have a little fun along the way, play a little golf, go to little baseball games or basketball games or sporting events uh, and, and, and just share some non-business talk and, and time, I think that's just part of being a human being. We're social animals and we do need to be around one another. I think the more we're around people, more goodness comes. More goodness comes from a business side, from a community side. And ultimately, you know, moving our, our great nation forward. Well, Chris, this has been a really fabulous conversation. So fascinating and really appreciate your sharing so much with us about your journey, your leadership perspectives, and your vision for our company. We are so lucky to have you at the Hartford. So thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening to this very special edition of The Lead. Until next time, I'm Paula Angelo. This has been The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be notified on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.